Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm Erica. We are the Sugarcraft Junkies and this is our podcast. It's for professionals, home bakers and everyone in between. Each month we'll bring you the latest news, trends, ones to watch and so much more. So stay tuned. Morning, Erica. Morning. How are you, Sam? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Fantastic. Oh, and it's sun, there's sun. Yeah, I can see blue sky. It's amazing. It won't last long, but it's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Make the most of it. I feel so much more motivated, honestly. I'm glad you do. Uh, yes, no, I do. I do feel motivated. <laughs> what, what have you been doing to make you feel motivated? Well, do you know what, actually? I feel like the beginning of, well, it's not quite the month, is it? But the beginning of, since the last episode, there wasn't a lot because we couldn't do a lot. Yeah. And then on the, when was it that things opened up? The 17th? Um, since then, I've done a fair amount. I feel like I've actually done stuff, which is quite exciting. You've got a life again. I've, I'm not quite, but I'm getting okay. a life. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly but surely. Um, I finished my cake for my friend's 50th. Yes. That I had mentioned last month. So that was good. I did a, I, I told you I used ganache for the first time. I didn't really get on very well with it, to be honest. It was no, too No, that's hot. really odd. Yeah. I don't think I was doing it right. Um, okay. But I, I might have to come to you for a little lesson at some point. Um, <clears throat> we can play. Yeah, so I ganached it and then I covered it in paste. Um, I, why didn't I, I couldn't find the sugar paste I wanted. So I went to my local shop and they were pretty much sold out of everything apart from Renshaw's and Baco and Squire's Kitchen. I hate Baco. I don't like Renshaw's. It's too soft. Um, so I bought Squire's Kitchen, but the Squire's one was in white and you can't need Squire's very much. You've pretty much got to like give it a couple of knees, roll and go. So I couldn't colour it because every oh, really? time I've coloured it, yeah, every time I've coloured it, you get massive amounts of elephant skin. It doesn't like being kneaded oh. very much. Even though you get a really nice finish, you've just got to kind of go with it pretty much. So I had to airbrush it. So I airbrushed it orange and then I airbrushed a gold like reflect over the top. It was a iridescent gold. Nice. So that was quite a nice colour. It kind of gave it a bit of a, a gold sheen in some lights. Look quite cool. Ooh. Um, I had my model I did on the top, so it ended up just being a head and a neck. Um, on the it top looked of the cake fab, though. I was quite pleased with it in the end, actually. I did it out of Rice Krispie Treats and then yeah. covered it in a layer of um, chocolate paste from Sainsbury's because I was I was going to make um, modelling chocolate, but then I had none of the stuff. I was like, actually, it's cheaper for me to buy a packet of, modern yeah. choc- of the stuff from Sainsbury's for like one ninety five than it is to buy all the ingredients. So, yeah. I decided to just buy it and I thought, oh, that's fine. It's nice and soft. But my hands being my hands, the joins don't melt. The joins do not join with my hands. Like my hands have no heat and they're very dry and they suck up all the moisture. So the more I tried to like rub a join to make it go, the (laughs) worse it got because my hands are just taking the moisture out of the chocolate. So it had some, it wasn't cracks, but you could see the joins like I stuck the nose on. Um, I was going to stick a, stick a lip on, but I decided I couldn't because I'd get a line. So what I had to do was pull out the lip and stuff behind it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, to kind of build it up from the back so the front wasn't a join. Oh, cool. Genius idea, though. Yeah. Um, so that it worked quite well in the end, actually. I was quite pleased with it. The hair was the last thing I did, and that worked all right, but she loved it. I was like, oh, 
actually kind of looks like you a bit. I was quite pleased oh, with it. Fantastic. And um, it looks like you actually got out with her as well. Yes. There's a yeah. really nice photo of you. I don't see oh, your hair down. I know, I know. I never have my hair down. It's like it's it looks curly. really nice. The problem with having my hair down, because it is curly, is once it's dried, you can't brush it or style it. So once you've slept no. on it, it's basically ruined. Um, so, yeah, I didn't realise how hot my hair is when it's down. I had forgotten. And I was absolutely <laughs> boiling, despite the fact it was still quite cold. I had the sun gone down. But we went to Roof East in Stratford. It's on, it's on top of the Stratford Centre car park. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's like the eighth floor, and it's kind of a bar. And they've got, like, mini golf. They've got bowls. They've got batting cages, cocktails, burgers, all that sort oh, of really? thing. Oh, really? Deck chairs. Yeah, it was It was nice. It was expensive, obviously. Yeah. But it was nice. Um, so we went there with people from work. So there were six of us from work and had a really nice night and then you could only book sort of a few hours so we had three hours there two or three hours there and then okay. we went down to, down to the Weatherspoons and had some cheaper drinks and I got home at 20 to 1. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> so yeah it was a good night. You might not have been out out but you went out girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, but how nice you got out. It felt like something really different and really nice after like yeah. the last year. So yeah, I'm pleased with that. But I've got another celebration with her next week on Tuesday because we've worked together on and off for like the last 20 years because uh-huh. um, we started within a few months of each other. So on and off, we've kind of worked together. And then there's a group of six of us conveniently who are really good friends who worked together in like 2012, I would say for a few, no, a few years leading up to 2012. 2012 yeah. was when we kind of stopped because it was before the Olympics. And um, so we're all meeting up and that's really, I'm so excited about that because five out of the six of us work shifts and to get us all together is impossible. Like there's usually three or four of us. I honestly don't think we've all been together since 2012. I think there's always been someone missing. Really? Yeah, because it's like five different shift patterns and one nine to five. So all the ones on shifts could do a week and the one who's on nine to five can't. Like it's just so hard to get a a time when we're all available and we've actually managed it. Cool. That's exciting. I'm excited. Yeah, we're just going to Big Easy. So it's not, oh, it's not very you know, nice. Nothing extravagant, but somewhere <laughs> nice. And it'll be nice to catch up with everyone. Um, I get you. I know. Uh, what else have I done? I've done, I've been back to Hoop. Obviously, not classes, but they've got practice time. So that's been oh, cool. good. So I've been back up in the air a bit, trying to relearn everything I've gotten and regain a bit of strength. Um, and I made a I made a cake stand, didn't I? Oh yes, very nice. Yeah. So after our last episode, me and Sam had a little WhatsApp call, video call, where we showed each other all kinds of stuff. Look at this! Look at this! Look at this head I've made. <laughs> what I've been doing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and one of the things Sam, you didn't even show me, did you? It was in the way you had to move it. Was your hoop cake stand? Yes. I was like, oh, is that how that's made? So. I'd looked at them for ages and thought, oh, I really like them, but I don't need one. And they're quite expensive to just have. Mm-hmm. And I don't, we all know I don't use cake stands. Oh, I use my cake stand. I use my black one. I oh, use yes, my black cake did. stands taking a picture of Lorna's birthday cake that I made. So, Thank yeah, goodness I did offer for it podcasting, otherwise Woo-hoo! you would never have used it. I know, I know. So inspired by my use of a cake stand, I thought I'd make another. <laughs> <laughs> but rather, than, I don't know, how much are the ones that you got? Are they about 70 quid maybe? Something like that. I can't yeah. actually remember it. So it was it was a yeah. while ago, wasn't it? I treated yeah. myself. Yeah, they're not cheap, but um, no. we've got a workshop at the end of our garden and we've got a lot of spare wood. I was like, I've got all the stuff to make that. So yeah. inspired by my hula hoop taping, I gave it a go. 
I got, um, I think it's scaffold boards that were in the workshop. So I just mm-hmm. kind of did a gap for the hoop, put some bits on the bottom to hold it together and another little strut to support it. I I don't think I'm going to stain it. I think I'm going to wait. I think I'm going to sand it a bit so it's not so rough and yeah. then give it a wax. Um, nice. And then I got a... I didn't want to sacrifice any of my hula hoops. I bought a child's one from Decathlon <laughs> for three ninety nine. But that's um, perfect. Yeah, and so I've taped it gold. It's like a metallic gold. So the tape was about three or four pounds, and I did it in my last order because I was going to tape up a hula hoop for my niece anyway. Yeah. So I've got gold and silver because I wasn't sure which I was going to like best, and I've done the gold, and it looks fine, doesn't it? I'm quite it pleased with really it. really good, yeah. I'm the impressed. base is quite small, so I did 35 by 35 as a square right. because I thought... I don't want it massive. Like no, I can't see me putting anything massive on it. And if I was going to use it, I'd probably cut a cake stand on it and then the cake rather than the cake just on a scaffold yep. board. So yep. um, yeah, it's probably cost me about a tenner at the most. Not, not even a tenner. What is that? Three ninety nine and four pounds, eight pounds. Yeah, brilliant. Just under. So yeah, I'm quite Very pleased with that. Good. And obviously, I can change the color of my hoop if I want to with just yep. a bit of tape. You could change the color of your base. You could do. Um... Do you know what you could do? You could you could get a piece of hardboard or something and cut mm. it to size and then cover it with the sticky back plastic stuff that yes. I got from Wilkinson's. Yeah. And you could just slot it on top. Yeah. So you wouldn't have to change your board, your underneath at all. You could no. keep that lovely. It's got like the, the scaffold, I think it's scaffold board because it's got a bit of metal around the edge. Okay. And I was going to take it off, but then I couldn't find a chisel in the workshop because they're all in the garage, which is like <laughs> opposite ends of the house and the garden. And I was like, oh, I can't be bothered, I'll leave it. So it's got like, one end's got metal on it, but I think it kind of looks quite rustic. I kind of left it. I thought it looked yeah. neater with it on than maybe with it off because it would have dents and holes. So, Excellent. Yeah. I made cool. that. Uh, that's it so far. What have you done, Sam? <laughs> That's it so far. I love it. <laughs> I, I think, as we were saying earlier, I think my life is like a cycle of um, cake and football. <laughs> That's my cycle, and I've and I was just going back over what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, so I launched my wedding cake tasting boxes, and I'll oh, be yeah. sending out my freebie that I was giving away today. And I have I've had my hair cut. Yay! <laughs> I, I know it was so exciting, and and it's now purple as well. Oh, oh, it's nice. Um, it's like plum. Okay, plum. It's it is brighter than that than what it come out on the phone. I yeah, don't I can why. see. I can see the bits that have got um, the color. Yeah. I like well, that. The, the problem is, I couldn't. I can't have my hair now coloured all over because I've become allergic to the hair dye, uh-huh. uh, which causes a little bit of a problem. So um, so I can't have anything that goes right to my scalp. Um, so we had to uh, do a bit of a nifty foily bit down the centre and then stuff it all on the kind of the ends uh, underneath. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like. Uh, because otherwise my ears kind of all blister up. No. Um, uh, what else have I done? So I think we were talking about um, using your time more effectively and outsourcing if you Yeah, can. yeah. Uh, so I spent half a day trying to learn how to do a story on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> was it worth it? <laughs> um, well, it, it was worth the fact that I know how to do it now. I've only just discovered, see, this is how bad I am. I can't believe I'm confessing to this, that you know where you've got your picture or your logo and then you get that little 
age round yeah. it that's kind of coloured, yeah. that means you've got a story yes. and you've not seen it. Yes. Yeah, I've, I've only just. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Instagram world, well Sam. Done. Well done, we're getting there. <laughs> It's my daughter's 17th birthday. Okay. So I am manically uh, trying to do a cake. I say manically because this week has been completely chaotic for some Aww. reason. And, well, I hate, I hate doing car cakes. Mm-hmm. So guess what I'm doing? Oh, you're doing a car? A car. Yeah, stupid, huh? Um, with, with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I was going to say what kind of car, but that may have just answered my question. <laughs> oh, no, it has a, it's supposed to be a Tesla. Okay, that wasn't what I was expecting. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hang on a minute. I'm sending it over. Okay, okay. And make of it what you will. I've still got, I've still got one turtle to finish. Oh, that's nice, Or well, even to start. That is nice. An Thanks. orange Tesla with um, two turtles on it currently. Yeah, two turtles. Uh, there is another one that's um, on a skewer mm. in a dummy at the moment. Um, it's, I think it took me, it, actually it wasn't that bad. It took me, a, well, I'm guessing on and off a day. Okay. The turtles are taking a long time though. They take about two and a half hours Yeah, each. I modded one before and it take, took, a, for one of my friends, it took a long time. It was a good few hours. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of stuff, isn't there, that they have, that they wear. Oh, they have lots of straps yeah. and things. And I thought, I'm, you know, I'm not going to bother putting all the straps on. Uh, so one turtle to go and I have to have it finished by lunchtime. Okay, ish. so we best hurry up then. <laughs> uh, and, and so it leads us on to the other thing, which well, my daughter was kind of making, but I ended up helping out last night. Um, a piñata we were making. Oh, that sounds um, fun. Because, yeah, yeah we made it from, well, we've made it from scratch. Mm. So her birthday is today, but she's got three friends coming over and going in the garden for a barbecue. Yeah. And they wanted, she wanted a pinata. And I thought, they're, actually, they're really quite expensive yeah. to buy. Um, so I decided to have a little YouTube. Oh, they'd be <laughs> quite fun to make. They are. They are. I'd send them, they, they went down into, uh, uh, into the shops to go and get some balloons so you need a balloon, yeah. um, uh, newspaper. So you're basically doing paper mache. Okay. So you paper mache over your balloon about three layers, yeah. and then tissue paper, which you just frill yeah. and you stick on. You obviously you cut a little hole in the top, shove your sweets in. We did it as like a little. Um, we did a little opening, and you could close it back Aww. up again. And we've put tissue paper over the top and put a hole through it. Put string through it. And uh, we can string it on the washing line and watch them <laughs> batter the hell out of it. <laughs> and one of her one of her friends is coming over with a baseball bat, Fantastic. which I find marginally scary. <laughs> and I hope he doesn't get stopped. <laughs> yeah. Coming over all <laughs> up. Yeah. I'm going to a birthday party, really. Yeah. <laughs> so I can envisage these sweets being battered with a baseball bat. Yeah over various neighbors gardens oh. and <laughs> come grab your sweets here yeah so yeah so that's that's it really oh well, that sounds that's quite a fair bit i think yeah it's not too bad no. is it unlike I, I the amount of new things we found uh, yes <laughs> yes and then when we get together we go oh <clears throat> so between us we've got kind of three yeah <laughs> <laughs> never mind i feel like it's going like this though you have a month where there's nothing and then there's a month where there's yeah. loads. And like some of the things you find is that people will go coming soon. And then it'll be six weeks. And you've not heard any more. Take it away. 
You may as well do do the three. All three? I'll chip in. Okay, so speaking of coming soon, we've got um, Sugar Paste by Molly Coppini, haven't we? We have, yes. That's all. That's about as far as you can that's go That's all with we that. know. She has some. It's coming soon. It has been coming soon since sometime in April. It's it's now yep. the middle of May. <laughs> <laughs> we shall update you soon. Yeah. Um, actual stuff. We have Robert Haynes has got a load of new things out. So we both saw different things, but it looks like looking on his website, um, there is actually an awful lot of new products. But the ones we've seen is the Lily Pistol molds, which I have seen. And yes. you saw the Billy Balls molds, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I do like on his website as well, which is sugarflowerstudio.co.uk. Um, that he has a new stuff or new things section. So it's all very easy for us to find. Thank you very much, Robert. Oh, I know. <laughs> but when you go to that, there's like four pages worth of new things on my phone. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve, fifteen, sixteen. Each one of those four has got 16 things on it. So there's 64 new items. But so these Billy Balls is Craspedia. It's a set of four botanically correct. Um, they're centres. Are they, aren't they the yeah. centres? I'm not sure they, they are the centres. I think they're probably the flowers themselves. But they're the ones that look like little balls of pollen, if that makes sense. Yes. And you get four of them, and it's $33.99. Um, average diameter, two centimetres for those ones. Yeah. And they're silicon veiners, which come in a two-part. So you... Fill one half, fill the other half, and then put them together with the wire in the middle. Um, he's also got a YouTube channel which shows you on the blackberries how to use those moulds really nicely and how to use them properly. So that's worth a look if you get them. And the other bit that I saw was the lily pistol. Um, lily yes, pistol I like moulds. that actually. Yeah, which is quite unusual because you don't really get many lily pistol moulds. No. You tend to get them bought, don't you? So I think to have a mould yeah. might be quite nice. There's the, these are the Oriental Lily, a set of three. Um, he's also got Oriental Lily stamen, the anthers, mature ones in various sizes, a set of six. But the Lily Pistol Vein is $34.99. It's mould rather than the vein, sorry. Um, but they do look really realistic. Um, they are yeah. pistol length 12 centimetres, 11.3 centimetres and 9.7 centimetres. So you get three different sizes. And it's the, it's the full thing. I'd love to see what they're like to work with. Mm, I'd imagine they're quite good. I can't imagine him bringing out mm. rubbish stuff because his stuff is so oh good. Oh, God, no. Um, and, yeah, the stamen ones are $26.99. Um, it is worth saying, again, although he's based in London, his stuff sh- ships from Sugar Delights in the USA. So unless you see him yes. at a show or at a demo, then you're probably going to have to pay international postage on it but he does normally have some things at his demos and if he's going to um if he's going to a demo you can usually send him a message and say oh i'm going to see you at this demo could you bring with you yeah yeah you can pre-order can't you and and he'll happily bring it along assuming he's got yes yeah um, the other thing we've got, which I'm, we're both quite excited about this, I think it's something that's genuinely have not seen before, is um, mm. Molly's Fast Figures. So this is Molly from Molly, Molly Robbins, Robbins isn't yeah. it? I, I really couldn't remember her name. Yeah. Um, 
No, it's only just sprung back in yeah, my head. from Extreme Cake Makers. Um, she's got a new product called Fast Figures, and it's an armature, which is made of a food-grade plastic. It doesn't include an arm. It's got a slot for wires for the arm. It's got a spike for a ball for the head. So it's basically legs and a body. And the legs, there's a plate at the bottom, and then two sort of skewery bits beneath it that stick into the cake. So it's got something to attach your paste to and something to attach the cake to. They look really good. There's mm. two different sizes. There's a large, which is five ninety nine, which is um, six inches tall, and the head is foam. You can have them in clear or pink. And the small one is four pounds ninety nine, and that is five inches, and it also comes with foam head and the two wires for the arms. They look really nice, and you can also get multi packs as well of two. So you can either get, they vary from two large for $9.99, one of each for $8.49 or two small for $7.99. So they're not that expensive. You can buy spare arms and spare heads. And she's also got templates on her website for a create your own fast figure. So I don't know if that's if you want to try and model your own armature or if it's you want to try and plan it into your design or I'm not sure to help you, but... Basically, because the arms are wide, you can position the arms wherever you like. The legs are always going to be straight down. You can make the arms yeah. and the heads look wherever you want because you can attach them. The ones she's done with it look really good. It looks really easy to use. The body's nice and flat and wide. So you could just model yeah. something, cut a slip, put it round, done. I think they look good. Yeah, it does look really good. Yeah, yeah. I quite like yeah, it. Yeah, I like it. I think it'd be very useful. And for the amount of time and money you would spend making an armature, I know they're not expensive, but it takes time. I don't think you're going to do it for much less than £5 worth of work. So it could well be worth no, it. quite yeah, like it. I like that. Hmm. Good stuff. And that's about it. That is everything. <laughs> <laughs> so we can basically just move on to our, um, our main feature. Yes, let's do that. <laughs> this month, we're talking about adapting to change. And this was just us trying to find a very short way of saying, What's changed in your business since the pandemic started? <laughs> what business? <laughs> well, yes, that too, that too. <laughs> so uh, what's changed with you, Sam? Um, well, apart from, uh, do you know what? I think I've just had the most dramatic change because yeah. obviously just before the pandemic, I shut the shop. Uh, so that very, was December. Very good timing. Yeah, I know. It was, but I do feel like now I am starting all over again. I feel like I'm mm. starting from scratch. So I have spent a year trying to finish that business up and get rid of the accounts and company's house and everything to do with it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there's been nothing. It's been a year, like a void year where you spend your life kind of in a state of flux going, how do I how do I cope with this? How do I come out the other side? What should I be doing? Should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? And I think it's been a real year of uncertainty um, mm. and thought gathering. Was it a case that everything you thought you were going to do when you shut the shop has now had to be rethought? And you were thinking initially, this is going to be a couple of months down the line. And now it's looking, well, actually, this might need to be a longer term plan. Oh, completely, completely. Because my whole my whole plan was to come back home to rebuild or extend our garage slightly and give mm. me a room down there to be able to work in okay so I was out of the the family kitchen if you like and also I felt like I was going to work yes it's a different space to be in isn't it completely completely and obviously I'm used to working in a kitchen where I know where everything is 
at the end of the day, everything is spotlessly clean left and you know, I can come back to it the following day. Don't necessarily have to put every item away. Yeah, I suppose you leave it ready to come back to work, don't you? Whereas yeah. in the home kitchen, that is not the yeah. case. And that's just not happened at all. So I'm now in my kitchen mm. <laughs> and everything is still in boxes. So there's a lot more planning involved. A lot of my day is much more spent uh, cleaning down my entire kitchen before I can even start. Yeah, um, because as you know, I've been on a bit of a marshmallow fest over the last week, <laughs> uh, and, and of course, even by making marshmallows, like the sugar everywhere, so yeah. to like change it back into the family kitchen, trying to remove all the sugar <laughs> from everything, yeah, is also um, a bit of a palaver. And do you find that stuff's getting mixed up? So stuff that you've got in the kitchen that was for cakes being used for household stuff, and you're like, oh, I have to reuse that. You know, I've got to rebuy that. Or... I find well, I have got my fridge down in the garage, so okay. I do try and keep some stuff separate. Mm. Stuff goes into the family kitchen until I get down to the garage. Um, in the meantime, it is possible that someone has come in and pinched the raspberry jam or. Yeah, I find myself, and this has been a problem for me since the start, I'm continually buying new jam because I'll buy one, I'll use yep. it for a cake, and what would normally last me like a month or two, yep. in between, that's used it for toast or bacon. I was like, <laughs> did you put the knife back in the jar when you used this, or did you only dip it in once? Oh, like, oh I don't know. I was like, oh, yep. another one, again. Yep. <laughs> so I have so much jam. That's what I find incredibly frustrating, because if I've got butter, you know, I will use, if I want to use any of it for the home, I will use one knife to take yeah. it off. And yeah. then that knife will not go back. If that's hit the bread, that yeah. will now not go back into that butter. You know, I will have a yeah. second knife. And yeah. I, and like for household use, I would never do that at home. I would quite happily go yes. from toast to butter to toast to butter. But you can't yeah. when it's for, no. you know, something you're selling. Until I turn around and I find there's crumbs in it. And then yes. someone else has been at it. I'm like, no! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know the problem. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the only thing, you know, you're trying to turn around, you know, uh, uh, family meals and mm. bake. Is it having the space to accommodate it all as well? Because sometimes you can't put things away straight away, can you? If you've made them, they've got to yeah. stay relatively where they are for a bit. And... I have to confess that my dining room table, which is a fair-sized dining room table, it will happily have up to eight people around it Mm. Uh, one end of it is continuously has a dummy cake on there which is the one that I'm using for teaching okay um there's foam (laughs) there's all these bits (laughs) that I've accumulated and um and they sit at the end of the table because I'm actually running out of space and I'm slowly it's getting me down because yeah. there's no space to move. No, um, well, that's why I don't tend to keep a lot of my display or competition stuff. Like, I'll, honestly, I'll look at it and go, will I need this again? Not do I want it, it's will yeah. I need this again? Yeah. And if the answer is no, it either goes in the bin if it's just a piece or I'll strip it back and salvage what I can reuse and then that goes back up in the loft. So yeah. I'll, I'll keep yeah. the board, Completely I'll keep the dummy, understand. strip everything off. Because you just can't yeah. keep it all. There's no, there's nowhere to put it. And you're putting it in boxes for stuff that you're never going to look at again. Well, what's the point? Take a nice picture. Send it on its yes. way. <laughs> yes. 
Well, that's what I've been doing with the marshmallow. Take a nice picture yeah. and sent it on its way. <laughs> and it was very nice very too. Children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think trying to come out of this whole pandemic now, um, and fingers crossed we do, because yeah. I think I've had enough of it now and I need <laughs> to start getting to some kind of normality. I mean, I've been doing my teaching on Zoom. And yeah. for all it's worth, I mean, I love teaching, but Zoom, I'd so much rather be in person with people. Yeah, and is, so, is that because of the enjoyment you get or because of what you feel you can and can't do? Both, really. Both okay. because I like I like seeing people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a very I think we're both person. quite sociable, aren't we? Yeah. And yeah. I also like... Um, you know, it's very hard to tell people to roll uh, paste thin. So, for example, say we're making roses and you know how thin roses are. Yeah. Um, when you're trying to do that over Zoom, it's very hard for people to see how thin that actually is. But when yeah. you're with people, you can pass a piece of paste around. They can feel it, you know, and yeah. touch it and... um and you can and you can give advice, you know, you're there and then and you can give advice, which I find a I lot harder. I think it harder. depends how you learn, because I tend to learn through touching stuff. That's something yes. weird. I learn through doing things and touching things and people moving me and I'm like, oh, I get it. Yes. Whereas if you try and explain it, I might understand it, but I won't understand it as well. So I think if you're a very visual person yeah. who learns through watching yeah. or through description, then Zoom is perfect for you because you're going to get a much closer up view yeah. online than you ever would in person. Like yeah. you're going to be six inches away from the board and your face is never going to be that close. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. And I think that a lot of um, arty people, crafty people are, mm. are very visual. Yeah. So... Um, I think it's harder. I mean, I'm not saying I haven't enjoyed it. I have really enjoyed the the teaching. And I do think it, it offers an opportunity, particularly if you can't get to a class for whatever reason or yeah, you're somewhere it, else in the country and you particularly yeah. like that person, you can you can join them. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it has brought a lot more opportunity to people because like you say I think without the pandemic most people would never have tried teaching online yeah and now you've got the opportunity to take classes with people all over the world up and down the country without leaving your house so there's no travel costs involved there's nothing you know yeah Yeah. there's nothing else and you're still getting to interact with them it's not that you're watching a video of them no they can still give you feedback and you can still ask questions so Mm -hmm. you are getting yeah, you know. Do you think you'll go back to because you were teaching, weren't you, in um in a school, wasn't it? Um, I was doing class. Yeah, I was. Um, I don't think I would do that because that didn't really take off anyway. Um, right. I mean the lo- the last six months of it just didn't happen. Last three months of it just didn't happen anyway, and I'd only booked six months worth. Yeah. Um, yeah, there wasn't really much interest to be honest, and I'm not sure if that's because of where we are rather than anything else because I think I'm probably too close to London to be rural and it wasn't central London okay if that makes sense like pe- yeah. people who live the other parts of London are not going to travel through central London out the other side to the suburbs to come yeah. to a class yeah I, what I what my biggest struggle is actually trying to find the people you know yeah. where to where to market them so I suppose kind of that is one of the things 
for embracing change for the future is to try and do that you know become more of a marketing person yeah and I guess if you're doing stuff online you're not limited to people who are near you it literally doesn't matter where you are as long as especially your location doesn't matter but you need good wi-fi you need good lighting and you need good camera yeah good camera yeah so you can get decent views and you know yeah well I'm I'm hoping you've got your setup done yeah I mean I'm hoping that maybe I can find somewhere local that I can do um classes locally Mm. um and then have the option of doing zoom as well Um, yeah but then but then slowly because I knocked I knocked it on the head doing um celebration cakes yeah because people the the time that's the time that's spent on them is actually quite vast quite a long time yeah I've got to be honest like I haven't had many celebration cake orders lately yeah I really haven't people aren't doing it no someone who I know um was was struggling and she said could you would you be able to take this wedding cake on for me Mm. which was fine and I got in contact with the lady it was the bride's mum who was organizing it and I I had a chat to her absolutely fine 5th of June I think was the wedding I sent over my terms and conditions which I think was quite normal and yeah. the following day um the the mum sends me which first of all she sends me a picture of the cake that she actually wanted and yeah. then a follow-up email saying I'm really sorry my daughter has decided that she's not going to have a cake yeah and so part of me thinks that actually a lot of people are thinking small weddings not going to bother with a cake yeah well, I think um, there's a lot of people as well. Like, whereas it was wedding was a big thing, and you spent lots and lots of money. That uh, well, if I can only have six or fifteen people, yeah, I'm going to spend that money that I would have spent on a wedding on my deposit for a house or on yeah, you know, something else that's more important to me. It was it was slightly gutting though because I was kind of getting excited about actually a doing a cake, <laughs> yeah, and b having a paid cake, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the first time in over a year, yeah, would be nice. Yeah, I mean the thing is though with the weddings, like you could have the wedding ceremony, but for the for the vast part of the pandemic, you've not been able to have a reception. No, you no. could have had six people outside, two of which are going to be your bride. You know, the people getting married. Yeah. So no, it's quite sad. Really. What do you need a cake for? You don't like. There's no. no there's no need. You for can it, go and get really. a caterpillar cake from Maldives yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Maldi>. or. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or one of the other huge supermarkets that are out there doing yeah. caterpillar cakes. <laughs> yeah. For those of you who are not in the UK, there's a um, bit of a, a legal battle going on between Marks and Spencers and Aldi, who Aldi have done a rip-off of their Colin the Caterpillar cake, yeah. which is a, a staple of Marks and Spencers. Yeah. And to be honest, every supermarket's done a version. So. I think there's <laughs> Cuthbert or something, isn't it? Cuth- yeah. yeah. Cuthbert yeah. and they Colin, they're at loggerheads. The yeah. <laughs> they are. <laughs> I mean, I completely understand where they're coming from, um, mm. but also it has a huge, huge impact on all of us who strive to do cakes for a living. I, th- I think some, in some ways, like that forced change has been really good for people because I feel like it's made you sit back and go, "What do I actually? What do I actually enjoy enough to make to want yeah. to make it work? And what do I want to change?" Like, there's been plenty of people who have actually moved away temporarily 
possibly temporarily. It might not turn out to be temporarily. Yeah. From decorated cakes and are doing things like um, tray bakes and little care packages and hampers and afternoon tea packages and all that sort of thing that yeah. can be delivered or posted to someone. And they might find they enjoy that more because you're not actually taking on... If It depends what you enjoy. If you enjoy the baking, mm. they're not actually taking customer details as you're going, I want this. Oh, no, I've changed my mind. I want that. Oh, no, I can yeah. have this. Oh, no, I want... Like, you're just offering, this is the package. This is what it costs. Yeah. Do you want it or not? It's a very straightforward sale, isn't it? Yeah, totally. I mean, I think one of the one of the things and that I've kind of looked at, well, looked at, I'm going to try and launch next week mm. is a postable wedding cake sample pack. I thought you were going to say marshmallow then. Damn it. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I've already got someone lined up to to be my guinea pig, I think. I'm I'll have to try and, it's trying to find boxes to post the marshmallow out. I've uh, and and I'd like to look into um, eco more eco containers for it. Have you looked at Tiny Box Company? I'm Tiny just Box writing Tie. it down now. I tell you why the the containers that I've got I've had for years in the shop. Mm. So I don't want to obviously just get rid of them um, yeah. and not use them. Um, but they're quite large. Okay, they'll be the uh, family sized. They're family size, yes. Yeah, I have got someone to collect coming to collect family size marshmallow later. <laughs> um, so I was looking at pouches originally. Uh, oh, okay. But I need it's, when you can't see the pouch. Mm. So it says it takes a hundred grams. Well, a hundred grams oh, of like yeah. sprinkles. That's no good. Down. You want volume, don't you? Not weight. Yeah, marshmallow takes up a lot of room. Yeah, now Tiny Box Company are quite good. They do a lot of pack. They do packaging, and you can have it with or without a logo. So okay. they do like boxes. They do they do like presentation bags. They do uh, like paper bags. They've got a separate food range, like food safe range. They've got you oh. know when you go to festivals or like events, yeah. and they've got the food vans that sell in the cardboard boxes with the yeah. lid, a bit like Leon use that sort of thing. They've oh, got okay. things like that. They've got all sorts, and they're not that expensive. They've also got. Um, nice presentation boxes that I've bought before for cookies. Oh, okay. So I've put the cookies, like, they're jewellery boxes, basically. So I've put the cookies in a film wrapper yeah. that's that's food safe and then put that in the jewellery box and taken out the jewellery bit. But it's just a nice oh, right. okay. box <laughs> that's quite solid. <laughs> that sounds really good, actually. I will, I will go and have mm. a look. I think for cake makers, I think, you know for our mental well-being to actually be able to do something that we enjoy yeah would actually be really nice because <laughs> <laughs> there's only so much cake you can eat in, indoors and i don't know about you but if it's if it's something that you do for a living then you actually don't want to do it for yourself at home completely i have no <laughs> desire to make myself cake none exactly. whatsoever fun. no my no one gets anything but offcuts in my house yeah i i don't like a birthday cake for myself i'm completely like yeah i'm not interested in this <laughs> that's the only thing i, that I do i do uh, but only for my kids uh, and then that's and that's it and they only want yeah. chocolate cake anyway <laughs> <laughs> like they couldn't care less if it's decorated or not they no. just want to eat it no they really <laughs> couldn't so you know the, the time that i spend putting into it maybe they'll look back in later years and go oh look yeah. at that lovely cake but at the time no they just want to scoff it 
Yeah. I think that I think change is going to come in a variety of of ways. Do you see do you see a lot of difference? I mean, yeah, I th- I think a lot of the stuff that has been online will stay online quite honestly. I think it's going to like some of the shows and things like that. It means yeah. that they can get a lot more people in. Because obviously people don't have to travel. There's no accommodation. Um, You can get demonstrators or workshops from people that are all over the country without having to pay for their travel, without having to put them up anywhere, without having to pay for a venue. Things like Cape International, I can absolutely see them keeping an online version at least once a year. Do you think because it's so much cheaper for them to do? There's no, there's you know, virtually no overheads compared to an actual show. I I wonder whether they would start to do uh, have a combination so Mm. if you go say you go to cake international in november yeah then whether they'd have like a a big screen and have someone from i don't know say australia as a as a live feed in and then you get the best of both worlds sorry yeah rather than inviting them over yeah and do something like that definitely yeah, I could see something like that happening as well. I mean, yeah. I've quite enjoyed myself. I've enjoyed and haven't enjoyed doing the demos online and sort of the teaching side of things. Yeah. Because like you, I prefer to be around people. I prefer getting out. But the thing that's been really nice is not having to cart all my stuff about because obviously I'm on public mm-hmm. transport. I yes. only take what I can carry. And being at home means that I don't need to lug this stuff around for like an hour and a half each way. Yeah. So yeah. that's been quite nice. But by the same token, it means that I'm inclined to do bigger or more because I know I don't have to take it anywhere and I, yeah. I miss being around people and then I'm stuck with well what have I got like my um, buttercream demo that would never have happened if I was coming in person because there's just too much stuff I had yeah. five different dummies for that it's like what what is this like yeah. how much sugar paste am I wasting on one demo I would never take this with me no never I'd never even consider it so I think it's been good and it's been bad. I think it's it's been good in that it's forced a lot of people who've been scared of technology to get to grips with it. So now they understand it as an option. Like, yeah. I've now got a decent webcam. I've got a decent lighting. I mean, my house is not brilliant for teaching in the evening anyway, to be honest, because the sun doesn't ever shine through the windows. The sun goes kind of like side to side and there's, there's houses either side. There's no windows at the sides of my house. Yeah. Um, so the sun never shines in. I can't use my kitchen because it's open to the living room and then Matt would never be able to be downstairs because he would be in shot. I can't, there's no corners in my kitchen that I can position myself in because every corner has a door in it. Yeah. Or it all that's a bit that's open, do you know what I mean? So I couldn't use the kitchen, so I use the dining room and then it's quite dark because the light doesn't come in and obviously it's a dining room so we didn't put in lights that were like floodlights. <laughs> So, did you not, Erica? So, no, no, we didn't. We thought it was not so attractive. So, the light's not particularly bright. So, as soon as it gets past daylight, which is basically the entire of the winter, like this time of year, you could probably get away with it because it's getting dark about eight o'clock now. Yeah. But, and also, if people not in the UK, it doesn't get dark at the same time all year round in England. In the winter, it gets dark at like half past three in the afternoon and come. By May, it's probably like 10 o'clock at night. So it, it changes throughout the yeah. year. Um, so if I'm trying to do a demo in the winter, it's really gloomy. And because it's gloomy, it, the quality is not good on the camera. And it's not the camera that I'm using. It's just the fact there's not enough light. So yeah. one of the things that I've tried a lot of things, I've tried LED lights. Um, but the problem with them is they need to be 
higher than on the table and I've not really got anywhere to attach them. Yeah. Um, because they want to light the room rather than what I'm doing. Because if they like what I'm doing, then you've got that reflection. Yes. And it's not actually any easier to see. One thing that I found has really helped is putting, I've got giant, you know, the foam boards that are like A1 size that are enormous. I tend to okay, use them for yeah. photographing stuff. Yeah. Put one of them behind my computer screen and that bounces the light back in your face and back right. in, back into, you know, the area you're working on. And that really does help with lighting things up, but not in a glary way. But that's the best thing I've found. So I'm still not quite there with the lighting and yeah. I'm really reluctant to spend a lot more money on buying things because yeah. I've already bought LED lights. I've bought a webcam, you know, I've bought a microphone, I've yes. bought all this stuff. I think, do I really want to spend a few hundred pounds on decent lighting and stands that I may be going to use for six months and use like three or four times? Probably not. No. But I could get more use out of it if I wanted to, but I don't enjoy it enough to want to really push it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'd rather just kind of go, well, it's good enough. It's not brilliant. The people that I'm demonstrating to are happy enough with the detail that I've got. Like my phone camera's decent. I can zoom in and zoom out quite easily. You know, people can see what I'm doing, but I would prefer it to be a higher quality. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, I have the opposite problem in my kitchen <laughs> because I've got, I've got um, patio doors and I've got a kitchen window, but neither have blinds up. Okay. And I have a granite work surface. So everything <laughs> reflects into the work it's been surface. Dazzled. <laughs> <laughs> so I either during the day and the after the afternoon in my house I have full sun. Okay. So so it's either beaming straight in and I have been um I have balanced around my kitchen with blankets trying to block out <laughs> the light i've had a blanket oh that God. is hooked up from my kitchen cupboards and then another blanket which i precariously hook from the kitchen cupboards across the patio windows wow oh, excuse me my parents decide to ring me i spend a week telling them that i'm really busy and i'm podcasting <laughs> and then they ring so i i've just turned them off um so yes I spend all this time looping things precariously um mm. <laughs> just to try and make the screen slightly darker so you can oh. see me or it goes from completely light and then the sun goes down because I do the teaching in the evening the sun goes yeah. down and the next minute I'm sitting in the dark <laughs> yeah like one extreme to the other isn't it it is yeah it is actually really hard and because you're doing it on your own you know, it's mm. not so you've got a production team around you to sort no. it all out. You have to like no. nip off, turn a light on, <laughs> move bits around, yeah. adjust everything. I'm like, right, well, I'm back now. Yeah, <laughs> and the demo yeah, can resume. <laughs> yeah, a little interval while I change the scenery. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. Oh yeah. So, so as far as as far as kind of change at the moment, I think that. I've I've completely resorted everything that I'm doing. Okay. Um and hopefully hopefully at some point I can get my little room in my garage and feel happier. <laughs> and do you know one of the things that I think that has kind of come from this, I think that people, particularly in the cake industry, are talking a lot more together. Mm. 
and yeah, not and that's nice. kind of fighting each other quite as much you know for yeah. attention or for you know people are saying oh well why don't you look here why don't you do this you know yeah. give me a shout if I can help you or whatever and it's not seen as a threat whereas before yeah. sometimes you think oh are you just trying to encroach on my business or something yeah um, which I've never really understood because like I mean it doesn't matter that there's lots of people that do cakes if people no. want to come to you they'll come to you it's like we don't all go you don't need to be the cheapest you don't need to be the best quality people yeah. will still come to you either way like we don't all buy everything at Primark there are other shops available and people go to them there's yes. room for lots of variety and lots of different price points yeah you no one wants to be in a town where there's only one shop no. so why would you want to be somewhere where there's only one cake maker people want choice and they will go to yeah. whatever style suits them on their budget yeah but I but I think there's a lot more communication between Mm. cake makers now and supporting yeah. each other yeah um yeah which is so nice. i think yeah i, th- I think that's a, a real change for the good and kind of i am looking forward to cake the cake professionals conference which they obviously couldn't do last year yeah it's coming up i think it's 14th of june they've just done an interview with um the business of cake, oh, the business cake making yeah. yeah yeah that was really good I've got my ticket. <laughs> I don't like being online. Yeah. The, the, the people that they actually source and find. It's um, worth it. it. Definitely. Definitely okay. worth it. And, and I think that that is the way that we're kind of going, you know? it's Yeah, definitely. Well, I think although although obviously things are different to where they were two years ago, I think actually most of us have got more options in our businesses now. Yeah. They're not, you know, it's not the it's not the same sort of narrow channel it was. We might have our fingers in lots of different pies, but we've got lots more options in terms of where to go with things and where to specialise and what you know what. I guess try new things. You might find that actually, oh, I really like this part of my business that I would never have considered. And I think, like we said before, the gap, that time to stop and think and be like, yeah. what do I really want to do? What do I really not enjoy? What can I get rid of? We might have felt that we had to continue with a certain certain path or a certain style or, you know, something we were doing because that's what we'd always done. And now you've got this little gap. It's kind mm. of a chance to reinvent and tailor a bit more to what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. I, I would definitely say if you're stuck in a rut or, you know, you don't know what way to go, find mm. find a fellow cake maker or find someone that's doing a similar thing to you and just yeah. talk to them yeah have a chat yeah things and happen think, don't they absolutely and i think we're all guilty as well of filling our diaries to like the maximum because yes. we're all scared there's going to be no more work so we've never had a particularly long time unless you've had a renovation done in your house or something that's forced it you've never really had a particularly long time without cake work to kind of sit back and think yeah. about what you want to do rather than just carry on with a habit so yeah. it might be worth us thinking about scheduling that in you know booking holidays in your diary maybe do it <laughs> once a year maybe do it once every couple of years if you want but booking a holiday period not necessarily a going away period but like yeah. a break from work to be able to sit and reflect and go is this still what I want to do do yeah. I want to do something else with this you know is the direction I'm going in still right for me yeah. and you need more than a few hours to sit and think about that and it's okay to change direction. Absolutely. That's, that's the thing. 
it's it's okay to change your mind just because you've trained in something and put a lot of effort in if you now hate it it's more of a waste to carry on doing it than it is to stop doing it and then when you do change your mind (laughs) you realize that there's a lot of work to do (laughs) (laughs) I think I think I'm in that mode of there's a lot of work to do Yes, but I feel like it's a bit more manageable at the minute because you can't do a lot of that work at the minute. You are you are limited by restrictions as to exactly what you can crack on with. So that well, kind of paces you for in me, some way. For me, it's the it's the paperwork. Um, you know, I've I've been creating menus and leaflets and okay. You know, like organising these um, boxes. Mm. Um, and it's it's all that kind of stuff that has yeah. taken up because it's not my expertise yeah and I have to say Sarah who helps me out she's she's much more of a whiz on a computer than I am and it's it's that kind of stuff it's not even necessarily any of the baking or okay. making it's, it's stuff you could outsource isn't it like you could get a virtual assistant if you wanted to you could do but obviously you by the got, hour, if you, you don't they're not on payroll. They're kind of paid by the hour. They're very freelance. Yeah, but you do have to have that funding to have that to have that luxury to outsource. Yeah. yeah. So if you can't outsource, you are doing it all yourself, which yeah. I think a lot of people are doing. A lot of people are doing, but it's not as expensive as you think. Like, it, like you say, if you're not an expert, yeah. so what might take you six hours to design, someone who does that for a job could do it in half an hour because they know what That's they're doing. True. So if you're paying them for an hour's work, which might be like £20 or something like that, that's actually not a lot to spend to get a day back. So I think it depends on on what the job is as to whether it's worth doing yourself. I mean, obviously, if you're in a position where you cannot do any other other work because we're on complete lockdown and there is no other options, great. Spend an entire day designing something yourself because you probably have nothing else to amuse yourself. Learning a new skill, Erica. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. But... (laughs) If you've got better things to get on with, then maybe pay someone to do it for you. So shall we move on to our ones to watch? Yes, let's do that. Who have you got, Erica? I am having this month Robert Haynes and his Instagram is Sugarflower Studio. So that is sugar underscore flower underscore studio. So most of you will probably have heard of Robert Haynes. He does the most fantastic sugar flowers as the name suggests. Um, Just reading a bit about Robert, it says, Robert grew up on a farm in Lancashire. He moved to um, London in the 90s after training as a chef. And he specialises in flowers and foliage. He launched Sugar Flower Studio in London in 2006 and now regularly travels the world teaching masterclasses, one-to-ones, demonstrating the art of sugar flowers. He's a member of the British Sugarcraft Guild and a member of ICES USA, which is the International Cake Exploration Society. Um, in 2019, he developed a set of paintbrushes, which were handmade in Yorkshire, which are specially designed for use on sugar flowers. He's currently working on his first book, and he's adding to his range of cutters and veiners, which are sold under his Sugar Flower Studio brand. Um Oh, he was recently given the title of Artist of Excellence after being invited to judge and represent the national team for FIPGC. I don't know what FIPGC is, but it sounds good. (laughs) I was going to say, yeah, what does that stand for? Yeah. Um, Robert (laughs) has the most 
fantastic sugar flowers. They look actually real. They're so delicate. They're so lifelike in every single way. And pretty much any flower or leaf or plant he can turn his hand to and display them really beautifully as well. <clears throat> they're oh. usually displayed in quite a natural way. So it'll be as if, you've cut it, as if you've cut it from the garden rather than wiring together in sort of bouquets and that sort of thing. It's very much a natural stem that he sort of uses that sort of aesthetic. I love it when he takes a photo and he's put the flower amongst the real flowers yes and you can't and tell you literally you can't cannot tell the, difference. tell the difference no if you ever get the chance to see him demonstrate I highly recommend it he's very entertaining if he hadn't been a sugar flower artist he would have been on stage he is <laughs> he knows yeah. how to entertain an audience and um keep you That's interested brilliant. yeah we and have shares... him coming to our guild next year actually oh do you yeah, he was supposed to come this year. No, he was supposed to come last year, but obviously couldn't. And mm. then this year, but we've decided that, you know, there's no way that we're going to get back together. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so we've put him off until next year. So he's coming to <laughs> Gravesend Branch next year. Mm. Can't wait. Lovely. Mm. Well, he's also his range of veiners and. Um, Cutters, I was going to say sugar flowers, range of trainers and cutters, they are completely botanically correct. I think more so than anything else on the market. Yes. That's, you know, available quite readily. Um, yes. They do ship usually from America, but if you see him demonstrate, he usually has them for sale at his demonstration. So if you do go to a cake show at any point in the future, whenever that may be, um, you may well, <laughs> you should be able to get them there. And like he's done ivy. And it includes like the little hairs and stuff. It's just so perfect. Yeah. Honestly, I love so I love clever. it all. I cannot pick a favourite thing. I think his roses are exquisite, particularly the red ones. Like the colouring is just spot on. And yeah. we mentioned last last month, maybe the month before, that he's got a range last of last month, yeah. He's got yeah, dust, petal dust he? launching soon. There's no date yet that they're out, but um I am still excited for them because his yes. His eye for detail and his eye for colour is just incredible. Yeah. And he has very good quality photos on his website as well. So you can see um, on his Instagram as well. So you can see everything so clearly. You can see the detail. Mm. They're just stunning. Really, really stunning and very inspiring. There's no, uh, there's absolutely nothing I can add to that. (laughs) Because (laughs) it's, yeah, I love Robert's work. Yeah. And I love Robert. He's so nice. Yes, yeah, and very funny. much so. Yeah, and always willing to like talk to you and you know yeah. help you out if you've got a problem. So yeah, very, yeah. very, very nice man. Very good work. So who have you got, Sam? Well, I've gone a little, a little unconventional, but it ties in from what we were talking about earlier. Actually, um, I've decided that I wanted to choose the cake professionals. Okay. So Cake Professionals were set up by uh, Phil and Christine Jensen of Praborian. Um, and they set this up in 2019. They said February 2019. So they're, I'm just having a look on their little bit about us mm. um, where they felt, and I really, I really think this is so right. We felt the need for connection, wisdom, support. Then we went... We spoke to other cake makers. We found they felt the same. That planted the idea that there was a better way to do this whole cake thing. So we took a deep breath in February 2019. We created the Cake Professionals. Its aim is pretty simple. Help cake makers thrive and cake businesses flourish. 
through events and services that really help. We started with our first Cake Conference in 2019, followed by the Cake Professional Awards in September 2019. And there's something very exciting in the oven for 2021. Mm. The actual uh, event, the online event that they're doing is on the 14th of June. Um, so you can go on to their Instagram, which is the Cake Professionals, or their website, which is www.thecakeprofessionals.com. Uh, you can pick up your tickets there. Honestly, can't remember um, how much the tickets are. If I'm being completely honest, because <laughs> I've got I've got a credit with them because I was oh tickets are thirty five pounds. Okay, um, and it's running from twelve till four p.m. And so so I went to the very first conference. I yeah. went to the second conference. Well, I think that says um, a lot that you've been back and didn't just go once and go. Yeah, not for me. Yeah, it was the award ceremony. Yeah, I mean they were fantastic um, evenings. Yeah, they they were going to do something online, but I think at the time during the pandemic it just became too hard, and people had so many other things uh, yeah. to prioritise in their lives. Um, so this is this is now first online event that they're doing. Um, I'm really excited about it. There's not many online things that actually inspire me at the minute mm. that I want to sit down for four hours and do yeah so um i'm really looking forward to um to this i think they're such an inspiration yeah completely yeah i think most people um, get into cake because they've got cake skills what they don't have is business skills and this is giving you the business skills and the contacts to to be able to exactly. take your business forward isn't it exactly i find them very inspirational and um yeah i do i love it so i will be participating <laughs> if anyone wants to join me <laughs> I might join you Sam <laughs> yeah come and join me yeah. I was going to go to the, do you know what I think the only reason I haven't been the first one I didn't really know what it was and I was like oh I don't know and then I wanted to go and then I was working so I couldn't and I couldn't get the day off I think it was a Saturday I couldn't get a day off um, oh it's typical so isn't I it I will I will go at some point and yeah. if I'm not working for this one I will come yeah come and join it would be yeah. lovely um, so yeah so that is the Cake Professionals a couple of very inspirational people there in completely different ways well three very inspirational people in fact completely cake professionals is two yes (laughs) yes that's it for this month thank you for listening um we'll list the things we've mentioned in the show notes below Uh, you can follow us online on instagram at the sugar craft junkies and we'll be back on the 9th of june where we'll be talking about when cake goes wrong. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) So we'll talk to you then. See you. Bye. Bye.